0: Welcome back to another episode of The Agora Podcast. I am Michael Navarro, and today I'll be doing a solo episode, but who the hell are you? Uh, I I just found my way in here, don't worry about it. Okay, um, apparently I have a uh, actually rather attractive and handsome young man with me. Um, can you tell me what your name is, sir? <laughs> yeah, my name is Sebastian
1: Navarro, and uh, believe it or not... Um, I am Michael's cousin, so I know. Oh, I know. I know my my cousin. Yeah, I know the looks really don't, don't really align, but uh, it's the truth.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I guess uh, that's one way to say that I'm pretty ugly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it, I'm just saying. So, my cousin Sebastian here is on with us today to talk about what? Why are you here today? So, I'm, I'm
1: here to talk a little bit today about um, a journey that I'm embarking on um, in a little less than three months from today. I'm going to start an expedition to summit Mount Kilimanjaro um, in Africa, um, and I'm doing all of this in benefit of the American Kidney Fund and in honor of my father that um, suffered and almost passed away, I would say proudly that he's okay today, but almost passed away due to kidney disease. And also Michael's cousin, so he also has a certain attachment to the project <laughs> as well, and I reached out to him to help me train, um, put a fitness routine together for me.
0: Um, to prepare me for the big hike, which is no small you know a physical undertaking. So do you know what the elevation is of Kilimanjaro? Yes, it's going to be
1: about 19,300 feet around there. Um, so it's quite quite the, uh, quite the elevation <laughs> yeah. and it gets really low on air. so that's kind of like the biggest thing that yeah. uh, worries people. So.
0: how many days does it usually take for someone to trek? trek it?
1: Yeah. So the trek, you know, it really depends on how much time you have. A lot of people do it um, from as low as five to six days to as you know almost two weeks if they if they want. Um, there's routes that are shorter and longer than others. I will be embarking on a six day, six um, day. trek. Okay, yep, so you're so. going pretty mm-hmm. ham. Yeah, it's going to be rather <laughs> quick. You know, I yeah. don't get that much vacation, so I want to take advantage of the opportunity um, to travel over there and. Know, get it out of the way, but I'm um, I'm feeling really good about it. I, the training's gone well so far, and
0: I'm really excited to do it. And especially the reasoning that I'm doing it for is quite encouraging and motivating. So, what made you decide to to go this route with Mount Kilimanjaro and Kenya Foundation? Yeah. What made you kind of choose those two ways as to as to honor your father? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I'm blessed to be
1: able to travel a lot for. Um, Tell me what you work for. Yeah, yeah. So I work for an airline. Um, and that airline gives me a lot of travel benefits. Um, and I t- really take advantage of the benefits. So I, I've actually been Africa twice in the last year, um, and I love that place. I think mm-hmm. it's very unique, it's very different. Um, and through my travels, um, I had learned, and I was in Kenya, which is one of the border countries where Mount Kilimanjaro is at with Tanzania. Okay. And I learned about Mount Kilimanjaro and about people that you know embark on the t- Expedition to Summit. And I thought, you know, that's something that I want to do. It's very exciting. A lot of people do it as a personal test, and you know, around that time was when my dad fell ill, um, and it kind of just all came together that I felt like I could package, you know, my 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 expedition, my my, honoring my father, and kind of helping the American Kidney Fund raise uh, money to help other people that are fighting kidney disease, um, and also raise awareness. Because I'll be honest, I had no idea what function our kidneys played before this whole event happened. So I kind of want to at least educate people on how to take care of them. Well, here's your platform
0: to do it. Yes. What is the (laughs) function of the kidneys? Well,
1: kidneys serve a lot of functions. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you. You These two little bean-shaped objects um, in your body... Are are incredibly crucial to your to your everyday, mm-hmm. um, and they actually you know they work nonstop. And I am by no means a doctor, right, or know everything about the kidneys. Just but, don't listen to this guy. Yeah, just don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> <laughs> but but they they do serve multiple functions. They they regulate water and fluid in your in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, they help with all uh, your sodium pr- breaking down all sorts of waste in your blood, mm-hmm. um, and that is a crucial component of your body. Because if your blood is toxic, then you know. That's everywhere, and uh, there's really nothing you can do if those um, start failing. and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, there are kidney transplants, which are a solution, but the list is long, as you can imagine. And the only other option is dialysis, which is what my father was on for okay. quite a few months. and that is a very heartbreaking and grueling process mm-hmm. that I do not wish upon anyone. No. And that was one of the biggest and uh, one of the biggest motivating factors behind me doing this is, the simple fact that if these fail, or if these aren't taken care of, it's irreversible. What exactly is dialysis? So dialysis, you know, long story short, and by probably no means of proper medical terminology, um, but essentially a big, big machine um, that they hook up to your body, and they usually have um, tubes that go in through your arm, your veins here, or straight to your heart through your chest. My dad had the ones on his chest, and they connect you to this machine. And this machine essentially works as an artificial kidney. Um, okay. it, it, it legit pumps all of the blood out of your body, cleans it just like as a ki- like the two kidneys would. Yeah. Re- uh, removes the toxins and <clears throat> the waste, and regulates the fluid in your body, and then put pumps it back in in about a four or five hour session, approximately. Um, How many sessions did he go through? Oh. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> he went through a lot, you know, in the hospital. That was the biggest concern, and as well after he got out, he when we brought him back to Phoenix, he also um, had to go through dialysis probably three times a week, and uh, really? that's a lot, and oh, that's a lot for man. your body,
0: and it's a lot for you mentally as well. Yeah. just day. four to six hours every week of just oh, sitting in man. a chair in yeah. a room full of other people, mm. getting their blood pumped out. So it's
1: it's it's not it's not great. So
0: yeah, well, I mean, you know, as of your family being your cousin and everything it was just a very uh, difficult experience for for all of us it was. Um, and we all I, I'm really happy that we all were able to come together I think it was over Thanksgiving mm-hmm. we were able to yep, you know, post that picture yeah yep. um, if you guys want to see you can see it on my Instagram uh, you can check it out there it's a really heartwarming picture of just how we all we all came together yeah um, and, and a lot of props to Mikey's dad and a, some of our aunts
1: that actually drove all the way from Phoenix to Springdale, Arkansas, which yeah. is not a close or, or, or you know, it's, it's, a, it's quite a drive. So, yeah. And they were there supporting the whole way,
0: so I have to make sure I recognize them for uh, their support of me and my father. Absolutely. So just on a quick side note while we're talking about kidneys, um, kidneys will not fail if you're on a high-protein diet. I know it's just a super tangent, <laughs> but... Uh, it's important. Exactly, and high-protein diets have been shown in the research um, recently that there isn't really an, an association between kidney failure and high protein diets. So if you're worried about that, it's not really a concern. Okay. Anyways, so back to back to Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. So how important would you say being physically fit uh, is on that journey and then do you think do you think you are ready now to undertake it? Yeah, absolutely. I think when I think of Kilimanjaro, mentally you got, and physically. Yeah, yeah.
1: When I think of Kilimanjaro, I break it down into three, you know, different categories. The first one is kind of the gear that you have, um, and preparing all of your, you know, the right gear to keep your body insulated. You know, the boots to keep your feet comfortable. Um, so all that's that that's pretty easy to take care of, right? Yeah. That's pretty pretty simple. The next one is a little more harder to control, which is getting used to the altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the things and blogs that I read online say a lot of people. That are marathon runners, right, probably the be- some of the best and most in-shape people that, uh, out there, yeah. um, fail Kilimanjaro because they just can't get used to the altitude and can't breathe up there so they're forced to come down so they won't get sick even further. Yeah. Um, again, not much you can do on that except do practice hikes, get your, your, your lungs used to altitude and um, lower levels of oxygen um, and then the third one is exactly what you are saying, the preparation, right? What, what can I do today to make my trip more enjoyable?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's how I see it, mm-hmm. right? I, I can perhaps do it today. Uh, I, I may be confident, but I would like to prepare as much as I can so I can enjoy it more than yeah, be for gasping sure. for breath all, <laughs> Just the time, all the time, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm, I'm really, I, I wouldn't say I'm prepared today. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of work that I can still do, especially because I was never a big hiker before okay. this. Um, but just in the last, you know, three weeks, I've hiked a few mountains, probably yeah, more myself my <laughs> Um So th- that's been really exciting to get that experience and really get to know uh, um, the altitude. You know, I did about a 10,000-plus hike last weekend, and that felt really good. Um, Ten-mile round trip in California, and that was awesome. Um, so it's, it's given me a lot more confidence, and I'm making my way, and they're only going to get higher from here. And yeah. I hope that's going to prepare me.
0: <clears throat> We're also going to start... Um this is new to you. We're going to start introducing uh, uh, equipped Stairmaster sets oh into, your, into your training now. So be, be ready for that. Yeah, and l- <laughs> let me tell you, the, the weight part is, you know, I haven't
1: read it anywhere, right, That's crucial. But I think it's so important to build up that endurance. Yeah. And I have noticed it. Um, e- even just, you know, doing a few days of the workout has already proven pr- an incredible benefit when I do go on these hikes. You know, even something as simple as heavy squats or deadlifts. You know, when you're carrying a 25, <laughs> when you're carrying a 25 pound bag, you know, on your back, you know, you're going to really engage the core the whole time. Yeah. And that workouts like the deadlifts, like the squats, um, all of those are so important. Um, even something like bench, right? Those are always yeah. going to really strengthen your core. so um, And let me tell you, there's nothing that I've realized I hate
0: more than the stairmaster. By the way, <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, that is like.
0: The, it's, it's the a torture work. invention. It's okay? the wait. So I haven't, I haven't used one myself, but everyone talks about. Well, I've used Stairmaster, but I'm talking yeah, about yeah, the the Airdyne bikes. Oh, yeah. Everyone talks about just how awful those are, and I want to hop on one and just try it out and see what it's like. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, that sounds. Oh scary. my goodness! <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, Stairmaster sucks. You put me on the Stairmaster for 15 minutes, like nonstop.
1: I put that thing at eight. I'm like gasping for air. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing for Kilimanjaro or not, but but I, it's just what it is. So I mean, yeah. I'm excited. It's it's great, and
0: I really do see um, the progress I've been making yeah. in this short, you
1: know, two weeks that I've been already doing it.
0: Well, see, and that's why we I, I have you doing like a like an intense session mm-hmm. and then a more lighter, steady state session. So because I mean, on Kel- on Kilimanjaro, I at least I imagine I've never done it. Um, you're gonna have kind of both both ends of of the extreme. So you're gonna have parts where you're kind of climbing almost, mm-hmm. you know, at a very high uh, vertical, and then other places where you're just kind of going to be walking nonchalantly, yeah. and either one, you're going to need endurance for, for both of those, mm-hmm. and so that's where, where that comes into into hand, into play, so uh, just keep it up, I think you're doing really good. Um, last thing is, what, how, how would you say fitness, just in general, has, has improved your life? Wow. A very deep question, Michael. <laughs> well, asking um, the deep questions, yeah. Asking,
1: asking the deep questions. So, I think what really important I don't, I don't know how much you remember, but when I was younger, um, probably you know, junior high going into high school, you know, I was not what I would say, you know, an ideal poster child for fitness, as sexy as he is now, as, as uh, yeah. Well, thank you, you flatter me, <laughs> um, but I, I, was, I was really very. Di- introduced into the physical world really late, in my opinion. I mm-hmm. felt like I would have loved to be part of it earlier. Um, and I really struggled. I mean, self-confidence was the biggest issue that I had growing up yeah. because, you know, I was a little overweight, a little chunky, you know. and quoted SpongeBob a lot. Yeah, I quoted SpongeBob a lot, <laughs> so that probably didn't help, but I don't think that has to do with the fitness. Um, but, but, yeah, I just felt the self-confidence, the... The ability, I loved sports and, you know, being in the state that I was, I wasn't very good at them, as you can imagine. Um, So being introduced to fitness and, you know, I started playing football and I was more involved in soccer and just those really helped me propel my interest in fitness. And, you know, since then it's taken off and I love every minute of it. And I think the biggest thing for me is keeping myself motivated.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So... I try to wake up in the mornings and work out right as best <laughs> as I can, but it's always easier when I have an end goal like Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Um, I, I just finished a half marathon about two three months ago in August, um, and you know that was in- increasingly motivating because you know it's either I got out there and ran or I'm going to have a miserable time you know on the actual day of the race. Yeah. Um, so that was incredible. I had done the P.F. Chang here in Phoenix when I was okay. at ASU a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, I did. Go Devils. Yeah. Go Devils. Homecoming. Woo. Um, you know, And I did a few Tough Mudders, um, two Tough Mudders, Spartan Race. So those are a little more fun rather than, you know, but they are challenging, right? Yeah. You have to be somewhat prepared. Um, so overall, it's just really helped me, um, especially when I travel. A lot mm-hmm. of the travel, you're walking a lot in big cities. You know, last thing you want to do is huffing and puffing when you're walking around yeah. um, with no car or taking public transportation. So I see a lot of benefit in that. And just in general, I feel like people around the world are really are a lot more health conscious and a lot more fit than perhaps we are here in the U.S. Really? Um,
0: Yeah, just from my experience traveling. So that's always uh, something I always find fascinating. One thing that I noticed that was interesting uh, when when I went to Costa Rica to (laughs) see our family is their their diet is, is such so much better, so much healthier than Very what it is natural, down here. natural, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the staples, you know, are, are rice and beans, basically. I was just talking
1: <laughs> about that today, rice and beans, to you get your iron in, you get your grains in. Exactly. Rice
0: <laughs> and beans are such a great, simple, simple way to get fiber, yep. a bunch of minerals from the legumes. I mean, you can do white rice and people are going to say, oh, what a sweet rice. Shut up. You need to enjoy your food <laughs> at the same time. I do not enjoy brown rice. Yeah, it's true. It's I'm hard to flavor and it's boring mm-hmm. and you don't even get that much fiber from it anyway. Yeah. Just get it from other sources. Yeah. Anyways, from that tangent, um, I yeah, I absolutely agree that that other countries' diets and just the way that they live, since you know they're they're not as accessible mm-hmm. <coughs> as as everything is in the United States, so people have to walk farther and even just walking stuff like that's going to add up and that makes a big difference and that's something that my girlfriend and I always talk about right mm-hmm. you know we look go to other countries. yeah sorry he's he's single yeah uh, or er, taken sorry sorry, sorry ladies
1: <laughs> um <laughs> but uh you know we see in other countries and you know the you know you see you know people that are overweight you see them a lot less frequent than you do in the U.S. and I mm-hmm. think that's a very interesting thing to see as well um obviously there's a lot of factors that play into it, yeah, right totally. but overall like going back to your way original question I, um I found fitness is a very motivating way to keep my self-confidence up, to keep my motivation up. And I just feel like, in general, when I'm feeling good about myself, when I'm feeling fit, when I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm making progress, I feel like it affects other parts of my life. Um, for example, my job. We'll right? that. We'll yeah. that. <laughs> and that's a, that. And that's a big deal, because <clears throat> you want to perform well at your job, but if you're eating crap, right? If you're not working out, your energy levels are going to be low. How are you supposed to be excited when you go in, when you go do a presentation, right? Yeah. So... Honestly, not only the self confidence, but that impact it has in, in in your work life is just unbelievably um,
0: important. I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of people don't even think about. it. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, research that comes out about things like this that people that are you know sicker, aren't as healthy, have things like a higher BMI. Yeah. On average, I know BMI isn't the perfect measurement, but <clears throat> they're. More productive, mm-hmm. they have less less sick time, yeah. sick time out, I don't I don't remember what the term is. Mm-hmm. And all these things that make them more productive individuals. And so I absolutely think that that exercise, nutrition, and just being and especially being in a good mindset, being mindful with with your mind, body and you know your spirit it sounds cliche, but I think those all those things are super important to they're in, all, they're order all tied in, right? Exactly, in order for a happy, successful life in which you know you can define success however you want it to be but I think that's that's totally important so wrapping it up here uh, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you Mm -hmm. if you want people to be following you on this journey yeah of course um, and where they can donate absolutely absolutely so um, I encourage
1: you all to follow my social media channels Uh, I'm on Facebook you can type Sebastian Navarro um, N-A-V-A-R-R-O Uh, I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Uh, I'm sure Michael can post the handles on the website. Um, So you can go ahead and follow. I think the biggest thing is getting people involved in what I'm doing and really following my progress, my training hikes, my programs, my diet, um, it really, kind of gets people more involved and more willing to to support my cause. Okay. So uh, for, that's the first thing I would I would encourage you to do. Um, please, please check it out. And then from there, you can you'll see the link to my campaign donation page. Um, it is through the American Kidney Fund and their platform called Kidney Nation. And unlike other crowdsourcing websites, um, they actually donate ninety seven percent of every donation unlike other crowdsourcing sites that take about 15 to 20 percent of your donations. So this really maximizes the money you're putting into uh, my campaign and really maximizes the impact you're making on kidney disease patients and awareness for kidney disease. Um, so please, follow me, um, even if you don't donate, just read, read my story, um, r- educate yourself about kidney health, and I think that's kind of the bigger picture here that yeah. I want to get across, and I want to thank Michael for his support, his help doing stuff like this. Um, it really helps, and I'm very happy to have you as my cousin.
0: Yeah, buddy, do the best, <laughs> even though you're, uh, you know, so Sebastian for his job moved a couple of years ago. To, to Dallas, and yeah. you know we all miss him very much, but whenever he comes around, we're super happy to see him. Yeah, no and I'm excited to be back on campus, it's yeah. awesome, everything's so new, but uh, I'm really happy uh, to be able to
1: be part of this, and I fully support uh, the Agora and everything you're doing, you. because I am all about
0: it, um, and I'll be here for you any step of the way, buddy. Cool. Go ahead and tell people... Uh, how much you've raised, and yeah. so so one thing I think that's interesting is that you set an original goal, mm-hmm. and you already met that goal, mm-hmm. and so you increased it. Yep. So go to and tell people about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so I, I started out with a $2,000 fundraising goal,
1: thinking, you know, this is a little overambitious in itself, um, so I, that's what I started with, and I launched my platform, I launched my campaign on social media, pretty strictly on social media and the response was overwhelming and it was so positive and so supportive um, that in just two weeks today you know I am at about $1100 and I also have $1500 already pledged Um, to come in in the next week. So that puts me at $2,600 already, which is way over my goal that I had originally. (laughs) So because of that, and because I still have three months left until my journey, um, I decided and talked to uh, my friend at the the fund, and he suggested that I extend it up to $5,000 um, along with some potential donors as well, so they can continue donating. And again, the goal is to raise awareness for kidney health, kidney yeah. disease, and make the most impact that we can. And if I can involve people with my hike, that's the that's the ultimate you
0: know that's the ultimate goal here. So yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, buddy, so much for being on the podcast. No problem. Yeah. Thank well, I love are. the podcast. I think that's just like the most <laughs> clever name ever. <laughs> Honestly, I can't I can't take credit for that. That's okay. Uh, Anthony actually, Anthony, really? Anthony's my brother, Yay. I was talking to him on the phone one day, and he was oh like, gosh. I have the perfect name for you, I was like, what? He was like, the podcast, oh my God. and originally I was like, okay, well, well, good thing we have some creative people in our but, family, uh, exactly, <laughs> but, um, and so I came back to my co-host, and I asked them, yeah. by the way, they couldn't be here today, because uh, Jay's working, so that's work right. is important, work is important, twerk, that's working, so <clears throat> I came back to them, and I was like, alright, you know, the only idea I could think of is the podcast, and they're like,
1: Oh, I love it. That's awesome.
0: That's, that's legit the best thing
1: I've ever heard. <laughs> all right. I guess we have to go with... I, I've now. told everyone I know. I'm like, my cousin has a podcast, and he names it the podcast. <laughs> I'm all like, probably not as amused as I am, but
0: I think it's hilarious. So. That's great. Well, I'm glad you support it. Oh, yeah. It. I'm all about it. Hopefully, I can get some more people on this as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you right, so much. No problem. Guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram as Mikey Ernesto underscore the Agora. You can follow me on Twitter at Mikey underscore the Agora. And, I mean, if you want to find me on Facebook, it, I guess you can, just Michael Navarro. I don't really post a whole lot there anyway, though. So you guys can do that. My website is Agora10 A G O R A T E N A-G-O-R-A-T-E-N.com. I will see you guys next time. I'm not sure which episode I'll be putting up in in which order. So stay tuned. Get excited.